Hi, everybody. I am Deacon Dave, and welcome to Day 21 of Grace and Suffering, a Lytton Journey. I am joined by A.J. Kelleher, and welcome back, everybody. So we are going on to a very, very interesting person in the Bible, A.J. We are. Job. We're going to talk about the book of Job because I know for me, it's been a troubling um, book of the Bible for quite some time because... The story of Job is one where he truly could not understand the meaning of his suffering, and he knew he was a righteous man, and while his three friends continually tried to tell him, you must have committed some sin, if you would just repent, then the suffering would be taken away from you, and his response was always, but I haven't sinned, and I, you know, I don't know why I'm suffering, so I'm not going to repent for something I didn't do. And so it was a lot of back and forth between Job and his friends. And while their original intent was probably to console Job, I don't think it was overly consoling for them. Doesn't sound like yeah, it, no. To tell him that he had sinned and all he needed to do was repent. So I think there's just so many things in the book of Job that we could dive into in this conversation about suffering that we thought we would dedicate a day of the podcast to kind of explore. Um, again, not necessarily come up with answers, but at least it's explore um, what the uh, the book of Job can reveal to us. So it's interesting because obviously Job was impacted by the effects of sin, if you will, exactly. um, in his life, even though he in particular was not the cause um, of his suffering. So often we can be the cause of our own suffering, but what I found interesting about what you said was is that his friends attached the fact that he was suffering to the fact that he had sinned. It just made me think about the fact that often when we are suffering with something and we are seeking healing, our inability to receive that healing in a lot of cases, AJ, is connected back to something, okay, spiritually that we need to do, i.e. forgive someone. And we're actually Mm -hmm. learning a lot about this now that Sometimes the root cause of certain sufferings, although not in Job's case, is um, found deeper. Or whatever it is we're holding on to spiritually that's not reconciled with God is preventing that healing. Right. Almost <clears throat> like a block, if you will, right? Right. For that grace of healing that is meant to come to that person. Have you? Have you? Do you know what I'm talking about? I, I think I do. It took me a second to um, get on get on your me train too. of thought. Yeah. <laughs> but but no, I think it makes a lot of sense that when we're going through suffering. Sometimes when we truly are having trouble embracing or surrendering it, it is because there is something, again, maybe not something that we did, but maybe it's, I think, as you were suggesting, something that we should do for someone else and, and for example, forgive them for something that they might have done to us because that in and of itself is a cause of suffering, is a lack of forgiveness. And so it may be that we can use our suffering to evaluate if there's something Mm -hmm. in our life that totally unrelated to the suffering perhaps but something in our lives that we want to maybe explore a little bit more that if there's something that we do need to let go of and heal before we can address the effects the suffering is having on us inside of my mind i'm going you want me to do what (laughs) i'm in the midst of suffering and you want me to evaluate my spiritual life as it relates to other people are you kidding me right now yeah exactly right i mean it's kind of like when we talk about meaning, right, part of our suffering can actually be a time for us to slow down 
and really evaluate where we are in our spiritual life with God and with other people. Sort of clean house, if you will, and tidy mm-hmm. things up and get them straight. Not because we think we're going to die, but it's just actually right. at, at a point of like, okay, well, let me let me just really sit down and take take um, I can't think of the word I'm trying to lo- audit my life mm-hmm. and kind of explore uh, where I am spiritually. Because Jesus, whenever people would come to him for a physical healing, he was always primarily concerned about. about their spiritual right. healing because. The, the physical healing was just so everybody else could say, oh, okay, well, if he could do this, then obviously he can also spiritually heal them. And so ultimately, the Lord, even amidst our physical suffering that we might have, wants us to be spiritually solid with him. It's I, I really picked up on this. Sometimes the, the suffering makes us slow down a little bit. That's so much the case with ALS. We talked about how isolating it can be. And as many things as Jeff was able to do uh, with the, you know, blessing of technology these days, um, mm-hmm. he could still keep in touch with friends via Facebook, um, email. Um, he could, you know, get on the internet, read about the news. He could read books, all this stuff. He still had a lot of downtime. Right. And there's no doubt in my mind he spent a lot of time evaluating things in his life. And and one of the things when we talk about how he was able to surrender, I think part of that too was. We started early on meeting with our priest before we actually even got the diagnosis of ALS. We we had an appointment where we thought that's what we were going to get was a mm-hmm. diagnosis. We met with our priest, and he just initially started us on the right road of don't go down the dark and lonely road of what ifs. He's like, focus on today and what you have today. And when you're dealing in your suffering, you are going to think a little bit about what are the things that maybe happened in my past that have not gotten him to the point of ALS, but gotten him to the point of where he is and his his life and his happiness and his um, joy and his faith and his spirituality. Um, there was a lot of time for him to do that um, in dealing with ALS. And I do believe that he took advantage of that time um, to, to do some evaluation. Right. And I don't think this is, as you're saying that, I mean, I don't, I don't believe that God punishes us with suffering no, for no. things I, I you know and I'm kind of like you're just processing this in my head as we're talking about it right now but we have a very loving merciful God who like we've said he's responding in his permissive will to all of the free will that's ongoing between all of humanity right and all of the effects of that and using that as a way at that point to help us to reflect spiritually on how we can draw closer to him to reconcile those things that are broken uh, and keep us separated from him which so often we can be distant from god and not even know it that's true and i think this is the interesting part or one of the interesting parts of the book of job to me is if you read the the kind of um description of it is it's one of the wisdom books and it's intended to try to help us reveal you know reveal something to us and help us understand in kind of a, a poetic form but it talks about how the reason that job was afflicted the way he was he lost his children he lost his um, property then he was afflicted with a horrible disease it says at the beginning that the adversary actually went to God and said, well, Job only is faithful to you because he's been given all of these great gifts, and yeah, he's got a great life. Why wouldn't he love you? And so the beautiful part about all of the suffering that Job did is that he never turned away from God. Well, he had some serious conversations yeah. with God, yes. but he never you know, turned away from God and you know, spoke ill of him or denied him in any way. And I like what you said in your notes about how he 
return to humility. Yes. Right, because I think somewhere along the way, maybe he had lost a little humility in his dealing with God. I think the way I interpreted it was he felt like he should be able to understand right. all of the suffering that he was going through and kept questioning God. And God replied to him, do you fully believe that you can comprehend all that I have in store and the reasons for everything that happens? And, and then think at that point, Job did kind of go, oh, you're right. I probably can't comprehend everything that you're capable of doing. As you were saying that, like the underlying question is, do you fully believe and comprehend that I love you? That's the most important thing to believe and comprehend, isn't it? <laughs> right. Yeah. And if you know that God loves you and you have that hope, right, then our long term is secure. Right. right? But it's hard in the midst of all of that suffering to do that. Any other thoughts on this one? Well, I, I do kind of want to end with okay. uh, sort of where Job ended. Um, you know, he says, um, for I know that my Redeemer lives, and at last he will stand upon the earth. And after my skin has been destroyed, then from my flesh I shall see God, um, whom I shall see on my side, and my eyes shall behold, and not another. My heart faints within me. So he realized that one day he would be with God, and that God would, would be there standing with him. I segued in that to that, and I didn't even know I was doing <laughs> well it. Well done. <laughs> so let's close in prayer in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the ongoing gift of this podcast. We ask that you would continue to guide us, that people's hearts might be opened, uh, that we might not get frustrated. Well, it's okay to get frustrated to God, Lord. We know this. Um, but we also must return to that place of humility and the greater understanding that our eternal hope our eternal salvation is assured in your Son, Jesus Christ, who we will be with forever and ever. And I ask that you bless all listening in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. See you next time. Bye.